big title at all. And I kind of went, <laughs> I have no idea where to go with that. So this week, I started to think. And I found myself thinking, oh my goodness, Jesus. <laughs> How am I meant to preach on Jesus and not just Jesus, but how does Jesus fit into the Trinity? What unique part does Jesus have to play that means that he's Jesus? And how does that unique part mean anything to each one of us? And I started to think about those disciples at the Ascension. Jesus has died and he's risen again. And as much as he's told them that there is a helper to come, he ascends into heaven and he leaves them standing there looking up. Right. Okay. Jesus hasn't told them a date and a time that the helper's going to come. So as much as they have seen Jesus do amazing things, you know, like raising from the dead and stuff, here they are waiting and they don't have any idea how long they're going to be waiting for. And I couldn't help but think about the times when I've been in their shoes. I know who Jesus is, and yet sometimes it feels like he's left me. I'm left sitting there going, right, he's gone. And even though I've seen him do amazing things, and the impact that he's had on my life is stunning, I still find myself sometimes looking up and thinking, where have you gone? So who is this Jesus that we worship, yet sometimes we stand and we wonder, where has he gone? And every time this week that I've thought about this sermon, I've had one word. Who is this Jesus? He is my redeemer. And then I have a little debate with myself because the word redeemer is a really big word that we use in worship all the time. I was trying to go, right, Jesus, the redeemer. And then I couldn't think of any others. <laughs> any others, Tim? Yeah, Jesus, my redeemer. <laughs> but we use it in worship all the time, but it isn't one that we use in our everyday lives. And then Barney bless him, was poorly this week. And as I watched him on the sofa, feeling very sorry for himself, and telling his mummy how much his tummy ate, I sat there, like any parent, and I wished that I could take his pain. Then there was a revelation, a moment of understanding. My daddy in heaven saw me in pain and said, I want to take all that pain away from you. And I want to put it on my son. Jesus' unique task in the Trinity is to be the Redeemer. Israel in the Old Testament are desperate for their freedom from Egypt. They're slaves. Now, we say things and we go, they're slaves. Understand being a slave. They're slaves and they want their freedom. The psalmists again and again plead to God to redeem them. What is it that they're asking for? Please, God, make us the people that you created us to be. And I realise that my prayer, Jesus, make me who you made me to be, 
not being rocked and impacted by the world, not trying to be someone I'm not, not feeling like that I have to succeed according to the world's standards, and above everything, that I would have rest, I would have peace. So maybe I am the only person in this congregation who feels those pressures, maybe you're all great. But until I really know Jesus as my redeemer, I always feel those pressures. Do you know what Jesus does when he redeems us? He sets us free. He sets us free to be the people that he planned us to be all along. No longer slaves. And then we see Jesus in the New Testament. Not only the redeemer who, make, who takes us back into the people that God meant us to be, but the redeemer of everything. The one who brings us back into relationship with God. The one who brings us back to that image of the Garden of Eden where we walk with God. The boys, after, the boys and I, after this service today, are going to a christening, or a baptism, whatever you like to call it, of a baby, Phoebe. And it's at St Stephen's, and it's one of my mummy friends from school. And I, being the unorganised person that I am, realised I hadn't got a gift sat at home yesterday at 3pm. So I walked up 4th Street... And, yes, and I realised that the bookshop doesn't have any children's Bibles. So I had to buy a NAF christening photo album. It really is NAF. But when I got home, I found a children's version. Um, I don't know if Julie's here, but it's one of the uh, Easter books that uh, we give out at, at the toddler group. And I found one of them up in the bookshelf, and I was just like, yes, that'll do. And then I realised a, a christening album is rubbish. Because the most important story that I could ever give to Phoebe is the Easter story. The story of Jesus' death and resurrection is the only one that she's ever really going to need to know. Jesus being the gift given for her. Which made me think about the only time that I do think about the word redeemed is when we use it in the context of vouchers. So I'm going to use this voucher and I'm going to redeem it. Vouchers mean that the price has been paid. It's already been paid. And you know the problem with vouchers? How many of us at home have got one of these? Not specifically one of these, but one of these that uh, is a lovely voucher for a massage that I think was given to me Mother's Day last year and uh, says that it can be used by the 19th of the 3rd, 18. How many of us have got vouchers like this at home that we haven't used? The price has been paid, yet we've not redeemed the voucher. Lovely voucher for a massage. The idea of Jesus being the redeemer is that the price has been paid. The voucher is actually in each one of our hands. Do you know what you do or what you get when you redeem this voucher? You get hope, you get peace, you get freedom, you get identity. Anything else? You get love, you get joy, you get kindness. But the daft thing is about us is that when we redeem this voucher, we sometimes try and take little bits back. Thanks for the hope that you've given me but actually, I won't completely accept it. Instead, I'll worry. I'll have fear about the future. Thanks for the freedom, 
that you've given me, but I'll worry about what other people think of me. Thanks for the identity that you've given me of being a child of God, but instead I'll worry about not being good enough. I'll worry that I've got things wrong and I've let you down. This voucher, when fully redeemed, gives us everything that we need. This voucher, when fully redeemed, means that there is no fear of death. This voucher, when fully redeemed, means that we are accepted no matter what. And I challenge you today, there may be some of you that feel as though you've never redeemed this voucher. You've heard all about it, but you've never used it. I think about my massage voucher that I've never used. And actually, when I think about it, it's a bit offensive to Tim, isn't it? I've never used it. He went out, he got it, bought it especially for me, and then I've left it. It's a gift that I've never accepted. I believe this voucher, when it is wept over, when it's not been redeemed. I believe Jesus died for each one of us, and we're the ones who have to choose to cash it in. So maybe today, for some of you, it's time to take this voucher and offer that's given to you and to redeem it. Because believe me, the price has been paid. For others this morning, I want to affirm the promise to you. If you have redeemed this voucher, in other words, you've become a Christian, I'll stop with the voucher thing. However much you take the promises that God has given to you and you take them back and you don't really have that freedom or that peace or that identity, you are still redeemed. No one's perfect. We all deal with our weaknesses. But God never, ever gives up on you. You may let him down, you may stuff it up, but he still loves you. And he will never let you down or give you up. So what's our end of the bargain? Do you know what the great thing is about this voucher? We don't have to do anything. Once we've redeemed it, once we've become Christians, we don't have to do anything. Our response is out of love. I brought Barney a t-shirt yesterday. It was one pound from the charity shop when I was trying to look for a christening gift. And his response was to get so excited, he stood up, he's run around the front room, he was like, oh, this is amazing, it had Spider-Man on. This is amazing, this is brilliant, mummy, this is the best gift ever. So often, children teach us the simplicity of faith. We don't have to do anything because we start to realise that God has done it for us. And our response is actually just to be thankful back. So, on our final song this morning, we're going to sing Jesus All for Jesus. When we redeem that voucher that's given to us and realise that we're the ones that are redeemed, our answer is to give our lives because of that love that God had for us. So, this morning, I want to challenge you, really. If you, if you just sit there kind of going, I don't know what that voucher is and I don't know what that's about, then please come and have a chat. Do it quick because I've got a christening to be at. <laughs> but have a chat with someone, maybe the people you came with. What's that voucher about? Because I want all of that stuff. I want that joy. I want that peace. I want that identity. I want that freedom. I want all of those things because that's what Jesus did on the cross to make sure you could have all those things. But I'd say the majority of us are those people who go, 
God, I've given you everything, but I'm just going to take this little bit back. I'm going to worry about stuff. I'm going to worry about death. I'm going to worry about my kids. There you go, there's my weakness. I'm going to worry about time. I'm going to worry that I'm not good enough. I'm going to worry that I'm going to get it wrong and I'm going to stuff it up. If you are that person this morning, please pray. Please come and ask for prayer, and like I say, do it quick. But God loves you no matter what, and Jesus died for you, so you can redeem that voucher, and you can be redeemed. It's good news this morning, isn't it? Amen. Father,